All right, guys, welcome to the WWE Podcast for this week in review. And tonight, Ashley Mann is back. She joins the show for real this time as we cover everything from Rowan Reigns and Daniel Bryan at Fastlane, Orton throwing up some kind of black liquid, Bobby Lashley shooting to the top of the card, Miz is WWE Champion, and the WrestleMania implications of Edge versus Roman Reigns. We're going to break it all down right now. Welcome to the WWE Podcast. Your number one source for the latest in WWE news and straightforward analysis. Are you ready to get this thing going? Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! Let's get this show started right now. Okay everybody, welcome to the WWE Podcast for this week in review. And like I said, Ashley Mann is back. Not in spirit, but in audio form this week as we cover everything that happened this week in WWE. Everything from Bad Bunny to Lashley to Charlotte's promo, Seth Rollins and Cesaro in the 21 Swings, Apollo Crews' heel turn, Bianca Belair and their extremely scripted segment with Sasha Banks that we completely dis- dismantle. If you're interested in a semi-rants, we do cover that. Um, and I'm really excited to be able to share the, uh, the, the conversation with you guys this week. But first, I got to give our newest patron a shout out, James Banthorpe. I think I uh, pronounced that correctly. Thank you so much, James, for uh, becoming a patron at patreon.com. It is much appreciated. And you get to enjoy our entire library ad free. How about that? And if you want to join James, you can do that. Click on uh, check out Patreon, download the app, or go to the website and just search for the WWE podcast. And uh, for a dollar a month, everything's ad free. So don't worry about the plugs or anything like that. It's all completely ad free free that's a that's a beautiful thing right so okay uh again guys this is the conversation with ashley as we break down this week in wwe uh you can lastly support the show if you love this show and you want to give it some support and some love of course you can do patreon but you can also give us a five-star rating review on an apple Podcasts. subscribe to us tell a friend I mean, lots of options, or uh, you can click on Amazon, our Amazon banner in the middle of our website, www.podcast.com. Do some shopping on Amazon, and it kicks back whatever you buy to the show. Uh, Pretty simple. So I won't won't plug my show any more than you're already listening to it. So uh, this is my conversation with Ashley. I know you guys just want me to get to it. So I'll be back. What the heck is today? Sunday. So I'll be back on Tuesday, Tuesday evening with your Monday Night Raw review that should be very newsworthy with a WWE championship match between The Miz and Bobby Lashley. So I have uh, have a feeling it's going to be a big show. So that's it for me tonight, guys. Enjoy the conversation. And as always, I'll talk to you next time. All right, everybody. Welcome to the WWE Podcast. This is the Week in Review. It's Sunday night, and we have long lost because of my own... This is my own fault, guys. Ashley Mann is back to discuss... Everything going on this week in WWE, uh, as you know, the last show we did, you didn't know about because it didn't record correctly. But, Ashley, it's really good to have you back. I'm very excited to be able to talk to you as we get closer and closer to WrestleMania 37. Yes, thank you so much for squeezing me back in so soon. I'm, I'm happy to be back. And, yeah, it's it's all good. It's just my luck. Again, like like I told you, I, I, I blame myself. I, I feel like... I brought it on to you last time, so I'll take the blame for that, for the technical difficulties. But hopefully tonight's good, and I'm just stoked to be back. And it's been another packed week after the Chamber and everything, so there's a lot to go over, for real. Absolutely. And Fastlane's three weeks from tonight, so there's also that. 
uh, for whatever that's worth and however many title changes are going to take place, which are probably zero. But uh, we do have Fastlane, and, and that is going to be noteworthy. And we did have matches get set up this past week on SmackDown, but we'll get to those uh, in just a minute. But i got to ask, as we kind of put a bow on the Elimination Chamber from last Sunday night, what did you think about the Chamber did, were, overall? I mean, were you underwhelmed, overwhelmed? Did you feel it was kind of average? And, and some of the outcomes, obviously, with Roman Reigns retaining and so forth. Yeah, I thought it was a, a pretty decent show. Um, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. It didn't like blow me away or anything like that. But I think the chamber matches themselves were, were pretty good. Um, I, I think the Sasha Banks and the, the tag match Sasha uh, Bianca and Nia Jackson Shayna was was what it was. Um, I'm so which I know we'll we'll get into more with uh, Sasha and Bianca. But I thought the the, the pay per view as a whole was was decent. The end with the Miz, I I honestly like didn't really think they would ever pull the trigger. Like I didn't think he was actually gonna successfully cash in. Once I saw him talking to um the MVP early in the night, I had a feeling like, oh wow. Well, I mean obviously right he's gonna uh, try to cash in, but I didn't I didn't think that he would actually successfully win. I I guess I should have. I should have known, right, that they would try to just throw you that swerve. But I didn't I didn't think they would actually do it. And I just I kind of feel for Drew, but I'm like I said, I'm sure we'll get into that more as well. But I think the the chamber overall was it was fine, but I kind of wish we didn't have a, a fast lane pay per view. I kind of wish we were just all focusing on WrestleMania right now going forward. But you know, it is what it is, and, and hopefully we'll see what they end up doing at fast lane. But like you said, I don't I don't see or foresee any like title changes or anything like that at fast lane. But could be wrong. Yeah, it could be. I'd be very surprised. Yeah, no, uh, if it's The Miz, hallelujah. I mean, hopefully this uh, Monday night he will drop the belt. I have have my doubts as I think I know what may happen this Monday night. It seems kind of like a foregone conclusion in my mind of how the the main event of the WWE Championship on free TV being uh, on a programming for like the 10th time in 12 months. It feels like it's insane how many free title matches they're giving away. But, uh, yeah, I, I would agree about, you know, obviously The Miz was a shock. I, I was not I was not a happy camper with that. I, I don't think there's any scenario in which it makes sense. I, I was not a fan of it at all for any reason at all. And here we are with Miz as WWE champion, hopefully a transitional one. Um, and, you know, he's messing around with Bad Bunny, and we'll talk about that too, and, and I'm very concerned about that. But let's talk about something that makes a little more sense, something that I, I agree with you I don't know. Well, let me, let me say this. I don't know if Fastlane should be a pay-per-view, like you said. Maybe they should cut it down to one, especially if you've already set Edge versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. People aren't going to be invested in the Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan at Fastlane because you already know what's going to happen. I, I just I don't see the need for a pay-per-view. And like you said, and maybe they just switch it back to No Way Out. Like I loved when it was Royal Rumble, No Way Out, WrestleMania, and and there was that yes. that, that gap. But like you said, how cool would it be right now that we don't have a pay per view until April tenth? They have all this time to build. They don't need to do these interim programs. And here we are. But I don't hate it. I just would that be my preference. One pay per view between Rumble and Mania. So this past week though on SmackDown, we did get a big match announced. Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns at Fastlane. Now, what what are your thoughts on this? I, I know that Daniel Bryan and Jey Uso got counted out. At a, well, they got double count out. But Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan at Fastlane, we, I think we kind of know not only is that happening, but number two, probably the outcome. What do you think about this? 
Yeah, again, like I don't I don't want to be negative on it because I'm, I know it's going to be a great match, but I, I kind of, this is why, excuse me, or one of the reasons why I wish Fastlane wasn't there just because this is a story I would love to see have a slow burn and, and like a really nice play out. And over this course of maybe like four to six months, even like I feel like you could have like with the backstory that Roman and Daniel Bryan have going all the way back to 2015, like you can really play off of this, especially with Heyman there. So I love the idea of Roman and Daniel. I think Daniel can get a lot more out of Roman on, on the mic as well. But I just wish that they would be hold, like if they could hold off on this until after WrestleMania, because I guess early prediction and um, I, I guess it could change. Um, but I don't I, I see Roman retaining at Mania against Edge. Um, I, you know, as I say that, you know, I, with WWE, like who knows, right? Seeing Miz as champion, but I'm I'm pretty confident Roman's going to retain just because how strong his, his character has been. So I would love to see like that. Him and, and Daniel have a strong story going into like a SummerSlam even because I feel like that could be a strong main event there. But I, just focusing on now, like I, I feel like of course it, it is going to be Roman and Brian at, at Fastlane, and I just I I feel like it's going to be a good match. But again, just a story that they're kind of rushing through. And I guess they can come back to it at a later time and really like go back and just like kind of rehash it and just break it down. But part of me is just like I can't enjoy it as much as I know I would want to because there's just so much more potential in my mind. But I, I enjoy it for what it is right now. And I can appreciate the the idea that they're trying to throw in there. You know, like if Daniel does win, you know, having Edge and Daniel Bryan, which again could be a great match. But we all know it, it's going to end up being Edge and Roman at Mania. So it's like why burn through Daniel Bryan right now? It not does. Saying, not saying yeah, that you yeah. even want Bryan to win the title against Roman, but just like you could just – you can eat up so much time with that storyline with them. There is so much that they could do with that, especially given their history. If if mm-hmm. you remember, Fastlane 2015, these two faced off in, against one another in the infamous mm-hmm. Royal Rumble dis- disaster for uh, right. Roman Reigns. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's like a starting point. There's like, so with, much. It's just so much. Yeah. And, and I know Edge and Roman are really starting from ground zero. There's no backstory. There's nothing to draw from. So Daniel Bryan, you talk about emotional investment and foundation already being laid. Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns writes itself. The only problem is it's not 2015 anymore. They can pretend the Yes Movement's still alive. It's fun to watch. He's still a, lo- a lovable character, but the magic of Daniel Bryan, it's just not there anymore. Uh, and it's not to say that Daniel Bryan's run should not be discussed or shouldn't be brought up, but it's six years ago now that he had the Yes Movement, that magical run to WrestleMania, beating Randy Orton and Batista in the main event, uh, beating Triple H to get there. I, I mean, it just doesn't feel as magical, and maybe it is because we don't have that big build. And the fact that Daniel Bryan has been very vocal about the fact that this is, you know, he's on the twilight of his career, that he doesn't know how many days he has left in the ring. He's even gone off the record on uh, on, on several podcasts um, and news outlets saying that, yeah, he, he probably doesn't have a whole lot of years left. So that mm-hmm. kind of makes you go, oh, well, yeah, I guess why would I be invested in a guy that, you know, long term is not going to be here. It, it should be about the future. And Daniel Bryan... Had an amazing run, but if he doesn't feel like the future and he's telling me he's not going to be here long, then that kind of takes me out of the moment with him anyway. Uh, not to say I won't enjoy the match. It's going to be, a, I'm sure, a really good match. There'll be some very convincing spots that maybe Daniel Bryan could pull it off. Ultimately, we all know what it's going to be, that Roman Reigns and Edge is happening at WrestleMania 37. Uh, that's... I. I However, as you said, if, if you're going one step further in, well, who beats who in Edge versus Roman Reigns? 
I've gone back and forth on this at WrestleMania of who I would, who I want and who should. I mean, you know, that's the problem. I am, I love Edge. I am like, ever since he came Mm -hmm. back to the Rumble last year, every time I watch that moment, it gives me chills. It's amazing. It's one of those um, like moments you'll never forget as a wrestling fan. And I love his promos. Edge can cut a promo and make me believe instantly. He has got that ability that almost nobody has in wrestling today. Uh, He's still at least 90% of what he was um, when he was in WWE full-time before he retired in 2011-2012. But I still think that maybe Roman Reigns is the guy that should go over. And it's really hard for me to choose that because I love Edge and I understand the story but is it really worth a guy that is just in, in a comeback? He's not going to be here very long. I'm assuming he'll be here part-time for a couple of years, uh, which is fine. But should that guy be the one to blow off Roman Reigns' heat that he's been building for months? I don't I don't know. You know, that's a tough question. Yeah, and I just I, – I don't think – maybe if we were a little farther into Roman's reign, no, no pun intended – but it, and and maybe if there was he had gone through and had those big marquee matches to really solidify his his change, um maybe maybe at that point. But I think right now, even right now being at this year's WrestleMania, I think it's just too soon. And I think Edge, as much as as much as that feel good story is going to be there, and, and it, it or could be there, seeing him be come back and have that that pretty much that redemption story fulfilled at WrestleMania, being becoming the champion, I just don't think. As much as I hate to say it, maybe if it was against Drew, I could see it. But Roman is just too strong right now, and and WWE is at a point where they need strong characters, and so I I just don't think it's it's worth sacrificing Roman at at any point right now. So, and I, I know there really isn't. I cannot think of anybody in wrestling right now currently on the roster that would be worth Roman Reigns losing clean to. I mean, you yeah. could you could argue maybe Drew McIntyre. Obviously, they're not going that road this year. Uh, they had them in a stupid exhibition match at Survivor Series that I'll never forgive them for. But I, I really – I don't see anybody on the roster that's like, oh, that'd be the guy to beat Roman. Right now, Roman is so good, and I love to hate him, that I don't know anybody that is worth that that uh, that outcome right now, including Edge, and I hate saying that. Yeah. But Rome, like, if Kevin Owens, how many times he faced Roman Reigns? Like four times for the championship? And each time I'm like, damn, if it wasn't Roman, I would say, yes, this is Kevin's mm-hmm. time. It's just that Roman supersedes everyone right now because – we all forgot as wrestling fans how good true heels can be when they're the role is cast correctly, they're all in, and it's believable. We've all forgotten. There have been so many hundreds of, of superstars over the year that have been cast, quote, cast as heels that you don't feel, you kind of hate them, but then the, 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 um, the heat gets blown off, whatever. But it's very few and far between that a heel gets cast in such a perfect role that you don't want it to go away, even though you hate it. That's 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 that sweet spot, and Roman has that. It's very, very few and far between. Randy had it over the summer with all the heat he was building and kicking people in the skull. Roman has it right now in SmackDown. I, I just don't know who I want to beat Roman at all right now, including an Edge who I who's near and dear to my heart. Edge is a guy that he was. I was in 
uh, Albany when he won his first WWE championship, cashed in. I was ringside oh, against John Cena at <laughs> New Year's Revolution 2006. I mean, that's that, how about that? So uh, Albany, I mean, we were going, we were booing the hell out of John Cena. I remember that uh, Edge was getting, you know, a, a, almost a hero's welcome from from uh, from the pay-per-view crowd it was a just a awesome time so i i do have kind of a biased little special place in my heart for edge so i mean how can you not <laughs> with that especially like how can you not that that's i'm so jealous that's dope uh right behind jr and the king and lily i was literally i literally could have reached out and touched lily and garcia um yeah it, it was yeah certainly i mean anybody who has those moments in wrestling i mean not yeah i i, I like i think i sold my left um my left arm to get those tickets as far, i mean especially oh, in 2006 yeah. i was my god 21 years old you know I, I didn't have much money at all so getting those tickets took several months and weeks to to certainly uh pay for but it was worth every penny and you know for again sure. when you have those moments as wrestling fans in person you just it sticks with you. So yeah, uh, okay. Let's let's move on from my personal issues here. I I, uh, I do want to ask you as we kind of switch back and forth here, Lashley. What are your thoughts on Bobby Lashley getting pushed? Well, he lost his uh, United States Championship at uh, Fastlane at Elimination Chamber to Matt yeah. Riddle, <laughs> uh, and then out of nowhere. I mean, Matt Riddle hasn't won a match in like a month, but hey. Uh, right. And then he gets pushed to the main event, beats down Drew McIntyre. Doesn't Drew McIntyre doesn't show up this past week? And then he gets he had a deal, a verbal agreement with the Miz to have a WWE Championship match, which they will have this coming Monday night. But what do you think so far about Bobby Lashley's you know climb to the top again? He's, he's even though he lost the championship, the United, the United States Championship, he maybe have gained something here by being put in the main event. But the question is, is this real or is this just kind of a hold me over for Drew McIntyre uh, to get to his real WrestleMania opponent? Drew McIntyre has got a very, very complicated WrestleMania path. Yeah, poor Drew. Like I, <laughs> I, I would not have pictured even a month ago him him not really being the champion or at least, at least being the focal point going into WrestleMania this year. And of course, he very well can be within a, a week or two and everything can change or at least be back in the story story. But I just it's it's crazy to see like within one night how quickly things can change and focus wise. But I am all about Bobby Lashley. I loved everything about him his involvement on raw last week his excuse me his promo at the beginning it was just it was short quick to the point but believable like he 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 what he said made you believe that that someone like him would say like he would be out there dressed wonderfully nice like him and mvp looking mighty dapper out there just saying and getting straight to the point like he's he's mad that miz is playing games he gives him a deadline a a reasonable deadline too like not like next week or like at the next pay-per-view like a reasonable deadline like he wants an answer in an hour so he knows you know how the rest is going to be handled out so and it it gives you a reason to stay tuned into the show. And like, they actually had a thread and a story throughout the whole night. So it, it actually gave you a reason to want to pay attention and, and want to stick around for hour one, hour two, hour three. So that was a nice change. And it just, I feel the whole vibe on raw was just a little different this week. It was just like a really enjoyable show. Um, and it just actually, it felt like there was like a, an actual focus for every segment. Um, but Bobby Lashley, and as much as I hate to say it, even The Miz on Monday, he played his part very well. 
as much as I do not like Miz being champion right now, just with everything that his character has been the past year plus, um, especially being with the Miz, it, or I'm sorry, with uh, Morrison, I just, if, if he had been being built up and if this was like the Miz from 2016, 2017, it would be completely different. But for what they, for what it's worth, what they did on Monday, it was believable. His, the Miz's character portrayed itself as we all pretty much expected he would. Um, but it just, I'm, I'm really looking forward to next week. I, I'm torn. Like I, I really feel like they may pull the trigger. Like part of me, doesn't I feel like they're gonna pull the trigger with Bobby Lashley? I feel like it's gonna be Bobby Lashley going into WrestleMania as the champion against Drew, but I I don't know if it's gonna actually happen next week on Raw or if they're going to have the match in the main event and then pull some type of screwy finish to have a rematch at Fastlane because you have to have some type of, of build up for a Fastlane um, unless you just have all the focus on Roman, but you I feel like you have to have both titles being defended if you're going to go forward with having this pay-per-view in the midst of, of uh, it being mania. But I just, I don't know. I th- I don't know if it's going to be on raw because you, you want to have that ratings moment or if you kind of do like the bait and switch in a way, but I think you got to give it to Bobby and, and have just the focus being on Bobby going in and drew getting that moment back at mania. There, there are so many scenarios with drew. That is certainly one. I think ultimately most people, most people would agree that however we get there, it's it's going to be Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre one-on-one. You would think. You would think that that is the match that they are going for at WrestleMania with Lashley as WWE champion going in. You would think. Maybe. Uh, the other thing is Sheamus is out there. And here's what I think is going to happen next Monday night. And, and uh, that is Raw or on Monday Night Raw we have the Miz versus Lashley WWE championship. I think what's going to happen is uh, Sheamus is going to spoil the match. He's going to give a bro kick to the Miz, bro kick to uh, Lashley, and then we get a returning Drew McIntyre to Claymore Sheamus and stand there setting up a fatal four-way for the WWE Championship at Fastlane where Bobby Lashley maybe wins it at Fastlane uh, and then goes into WrestleMania as champion. You could also have Drew McIntyre regain it and then drop it to Lashley at WrestleMania. I don't understand the need for this pit stop, though. Like, I don't I don't understand the need to, to if you're going to anoint Bobby Lashley as champion, number one, I think it should be at WrestleMania. Um, Drew has had a hell of a run. I think Drew McIntyre has just far exceeded what I thought he, his run would be in a pandemic, nonetheless, uh, with no fans there, which I feel really, like, I feel awful for him to not be able to hear the fans uh, and feel the energy of the last years with him as champion, essentially a year. And uh, so, you know, having having uh, Drew not as champion is okay for me because we've had almost a year with him as champion. I feel like we've had the time to love him. Yes, it's not in person, but even if WrestleMania has people there, it, I don't think they're going to have people there every Monday night. I mean, it's just I don't think they've kind of fleshed that out. They're not going to go touring across the country yet. So what are they going to have people in uh, the Amway Center every week and, and scrap the Thunderdome? I don't think so. So I think the WrestleMania, if they do have fans there, it's kind of a one and done and kind of see how things go and watch the infection rate, all that kind of thing. But um, I, I think that if, again, if you're going to anoint Lashley, it should be at WrestleMania and it should be one on one against Drew. So I don't see the need to have Miz cash in and win 
just to what up the stats on how many how what the win percentage is of the people that hold the briefcase that cash in what the percentage of that win is and you know 85 percent of the people that cash in win like i mean were they getting too low uh i don't know if the miz goes to, to wrestlemania as champion i i really don't know what i'm gonna do um uh, that would be that would be, to me it would be the equivalent of when he was at WrestleMania 26 against John Cena, and it was really all about Rock and Cena. And The Miz as champion was a third wheel. I mean, he was almost forgotten in that whole program because it was The Rock versus Cena. So I'm really just praying The Miz doesn't go to go to WrestleMania as champion. That's all I care about. Yeah, and I think as much as it's going to, like, it, it's weird for me to say, like, I'm kind of thankful there's Bad Bunny right now because that's even more of an excuse to get the title off of Miz before WrestleMania because you can have that involvement with Miz and Bad Bunny if you want to go the tag route with Miz and um, Morrison but versus Bunny and <laughs> Damian Priest, as weird as it is to say. Um, but I, I feel like you could go that route and, and still have Miz involved and, like, and have, like, your marquee moment. But, <clears throat> excuse me, I, like... Like you, I'm just not here. Nothing against Miz because looking at the Miz, especially like the Miz on paper, he is he should be like John Cena. Like he he should be like in your mind, like he is pretty like pretty much what John Cena was, except he doesn't. He's not, of course, as big as John Cena. But like you would think, right? Having it on paper, like the looks and everything like that. It's just they never took him seriously enough, and 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 had like a substantial build for him. When they have plenty of, especially back in 2016 when it was him and, and Cena, you know, the him and uh, Maurice and Nikki and Cena. But I just, that was your opportunity to kind of, if any you needed any type of excuse, use it because he's involved with Cena at that point, right? So to take Miz seriously. But, and a, a weird thing to me, um, I don't know why I noticed this, but <laughs> kind of playing into that, just with his most recent t-shirt, like, release it was just like a picture of him like holding the title i think and it had some saying on it but just seeing that picture it just like stood out to me like even none of his shirts have been like anything like that i would ever ever buy like it's it's it like just i had like a weird flashback moment to like his chick magnet shirt i don't know if you remember that but like it was actually like a picture like a, a little chick and a magnet like on his shirt and like he's just like all of his shirts are obnoxious and it just kind of like stands out to me like like he can't even get like decent merchandise. So like, how is that the champion? Like, how is he not not going into WrestleMania? Especially like, it's just it it kind of blows my mind in a way. But that's why that's why I'm thinking like they it has they have to pull the trigger here soon. And I think that they may want to be able to get more out of story line wise out of Bobby Lashley and between now and Mania. But they just they can't they can't have they can't have Miz going into Mania as champion like it's just not not believable like and as much as I hate to say it because I like I feel bad like he because he's like definitely a hard worker and all that stuff but man just <laughs> it's just not it it's just not it he is a joke and it, it pains me to see him as the champion right now and to say that because I I feel bad kind of but it's just one of those things you know well. I think it's also scary to us because we're so close to WrestleMania. That's also the really scary yeah, part. Like this, like, shit, yeah. and this, and that's why it's that's why it's infuriating for me because if if this was last, if this is like going into like even SummerSlam or anything crazy like that, but like not not Mania, Ma- Mania, the the time frame between like 
January and April is is ours. Like it's supposed to be sacred. It's supposed to be the time where you can count on them to be serious and and have like a true focus and or at least have an idea of what they're building to. And this is it's just one of those things where I feel like it was maybe done more so just for the the talk value of it and the shock value of it. And it's just like it kind of downplays the title to me. And maybe I care more about like the significance of the title than I should. But it's just like you're making a mockery out of it. Like, I don't know. Why is why why is it that serious then? Like what what's the difference between that and the twenty four seven championship? Like with at this point, like with the Miz holding it. So it's just like I don't know. I think that's why it kind of pains me as much as it does too. Because you think of like the, the the greats like Stone Cold and The Rock and just thinking like the lineage that you're gonna go off of and it's just the Miz. I don't know. I don't and, know. I, and that's the thing. I understand that the guy has been there a long time. I understand that you know the promo he cut this past week saying that you know people were talking about he'd be here th- for three weeks or whatever and then get fired. I believe all of that. I believe that people were yeah. probably saying he's a joke. Yeah. The, the problem was. The Miz has, outside of fl- flickers and flashes of occasional good promos, he had a, you know a good promo with Daniel Bryan, the talking smack moment, uh, some good promos with Dolph Ziggler when Ziggler was putting his career on the line and things with the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, he's had some good promos. He had even a decent. Uh, what what did he make fun of John Cena? In in uh, in his home rules or something with Miz and Maurice, like, or um, they were doing something uh, where they were kind of yeah. like mocking uh, Brie Bella or uh, Nikki and John Cena. Like they've had some funny Going into moments. Mania. Yeah, yeah, that was their yeah. Build. yeah. That was that was good. Uh, and then outside of that, as a whole, he has been the same exact character since he started. He looks the same. He has the same moves. He essentially has the same music. There's no, no evolution of Miz same finishing move. at all. Nothing. That, the, mm-hmm. Like, the Miz has been a character that is frozen in time. And he's, again, he, he, you know, he's good on the mic. That's fine. But I just don't see the attraction to Miz, even as a heel. Like, I don't even, I don't even care if someone beats him up. Like, I feel so apathetic towards the Miz, other than just wanting him off my screen. Like, makes me want to, like, I don't know watch even college basketball i don't like college basketball i'd watch i mean like really i i would watch i want to watch anything but the miz especially when morrison's with him like i, I i'll say this when yeah. the miz is alone i'm like i sigh but i'm like all right what does he have to say when morrison's with him it, it's intolerable um in a way that's not good heel heat at all it's it's embarrassing to watch so i am not a fan of this i'm scared that it's so close to wrestlemania like you said though with Bad Bunny, and I will say this, I I actually dislike Bad Bunny being there more than The Miz and Morrison, which is really hard to do, but uh, this one, this past week with, uh, who was it, R-Truth and the 24-7 Championship, I, I don't know if I'm the only one that caught this, because I don't feel like anyone's laughed at it, maybe it's just me, but when, uh, when we had R-Truth get snagged trying to bring the referee up, because he was going to do the the uh, infamous roll-up, which, by the way, is the only way you can win the 24-7 title, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. is he, he said, oh, my bad, Bunny. Like, he, like just the way he <laughs> said it. And, and it's, it yeah. just, I don't know. Yes. Like, that yes. was classic R-Truth, yes. the only way that he can deliver it. Comedy's difficult. It's even harder to do in wrestling. And R-Truth somehow pulls it off. I laughed at that. Um, yes. but, but, yeah, Bad Bunny, obviously, I mean, I could get into that and having him run his mouth and, and have a, a, a Damien Priest back him up. And they're, they're, they're positioned as baby faces. And you know how I know they are? You listen to the pumped-in crowd noise. That tells right. you everything that you need to know how they're, how they're cast. 
So they're casting them as baby faces. It makes no sense. Um, we have uh, Damian Priest, who I was, you know, I liked him in NXT, but now he's I'm not I'm not enjoying the role that he's in. He's in the protector role for the big mouth celebrity that comes in and makes everyone else look like a fool, while everybody else has to just go, you know, yes, master. What what do we have to do to make you look good? It's it's ridiculous when they bring in celebrities. I know you and I talked about that before in our last conversation, but man, I don't know. Is there any good outside of bad outside of uh, Bad Bunny may be distracting The Miz, as you said, which is the only thing. What's going on with Damian Priest and Bad Bunny and, and all of this? Where does this lead? Some people think it's a WrestleMania match. Uh, what, what, what do you think? That's what I That's what I feel like. I, and then that's why I feel like The Miz is, is going to get the title taken off of him sooner rather than later because I truly feel like it, their focus is going to be to attack match with Damian Priest and and Pat Bunny versus the Miz and John Morrison. Like I, I feel like it's it's just there. Like I just feel like it's it's everything that Vince would want and more. So it's just I just feel like it lines up perfectly. And and with Bad Bunny being as involved with wrestling as he is, like apparently he like truly does love wrestling and and has for quite some time. Um, so he's like an actual fan, which you know that that's fine and everything. But it's just. I don't know. Like for me, like I just I'm weird about this celebrity involvement. Like I just I don't know. Like it just I don't know. I, I'm and again I think my problem is I probably take it way too seriously <laughs> in a way. But it's just like there's just so many other things that you could be doing. And 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 to be honest with you, like I had it. I had never heard of Bad Bunny until his involvement with WWE. So. I guess I'm just not cool, like it, like the mainstream nowadays. But um, yeah, I just he doesn't. He's fine, I guess, and I can appreciate the the work that he's put in, and then I guess the respect that he does have for it. Um, I just, it's just not for me, and especially now with the Miz being champion, like I don't just to think that even even to think of of our our current WWE champion potentially within a month and a half not even being going from being WWE champion to being in a tag match with against bad bad bunny at wrestlemania it's just the credibility is just i don't know the whole thing is just like a mess to me and i'm just ready for for this part of it to be over with and just so we can just forget it, it kind of ever happened and just look forward to whatever storyline and, and the focus that's going to be on bobby lashley going forward that's all I care about. I mean, Lashley beat Strowman this past week. People forget, like, how, that's a big deal for, like, Bobby Lashley. And that, clean. that slam he did on Strowman? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The intensity. Up, oh, my gosh. And, it's just unreal. It's awesome. And, and the, the one weakness Lashley has, which is on the microphone, there's no question about that. You have mm-hmm. you have MVP covering that hole. So it, it all bases are covered. There's no better time to strike than now. Um, but, uh, yeah, just again, put it kind of, kind of a, a final touch on the bad bunny thing. I mean, I, I don't want to get on a rant as I too, every time I hear and mention bad bunny, it, it's an embarrassment to have him here. I understand the argument of, Oh, they're trying to break into an audience. He's got millions and millions and millions of followers on Spotify, all that to me, again, that's irrelevant as a wrestling fan. I don't care. I mean, unless like I'm not being brought in, I, I think it's the existing fans look at this as embarrassing. Um, I, we know, shouldn't have to care about their it, finances no. and their out their reach. No, as fans. but they would say the same thing to us. You're already a fan. We're trying to bring new fans in. You're going to watch it anyway. What do you care? But it does hurt the product. It's 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 one that just you you have zero interest in. It's actually a turnoff completely for normal wrestling fans. And mm-hmm. honestly, if you're even if you're a fan of Bad Bunny, even if you're a fan and you, you all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, Bad Bunny's on Raw. What, what, let me check this out. And you turn it on. You're gonna you're looking at this segment going, well, this is bad. Right. I mean, no pun intended. Like you're looking at this going, well, okay, I'm here because of Bad Bunny now. I've never really watched wrestling or I haven't picked up wrestling in a while. Uh, What are they doing with them? 
Oh, okay, this is crap. I mean, so even if they bring in new people, they're going away real quick because of the fact that the, the way they're using him, which is really difficult in celebrity world to bring in to wrestling, that they always make the people there look like fools and the celebrity always looks like a million bucks and then the celebrity goes away. I mean, look what they did with Snooki, for God's sakes. I mean, if you could oh, bring in Snooki into a, a wrestling match at WrestleMania, I have a feeling that Bad Bunny will somehow get physically there and involved. Um, yeah, it's it's completely not believable. But uh, Damian Priest will continue to be the the guardian for or <laughs> cashing the checks that uh, Bad Bunny's mouth is writing, which is super uh, just obnoxious, especially if they're cast as babyface. Come on, I don't need a babyface uh, trying try to like fool me here, right? It's like Floyd Money Mayweather coming in as a babyface. I, I, I never right. thought that worked. It was a joke. Although that exceeded expectations, to be honest. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So. Okay, um, I, I want to ask you, kind of switching gears again, though. But it's important. Charlotte's promo this past week, w- backstage with his, with her dad, uh, I thought was might have been one of the best of her career. It didn't have the robotic Charlotte voice that everyone makes fun of. Uh, she didn't feel like she was playing anything. She felt like she was just herself. It felt like she was just Ric Flair's daughter talking to her dad, and we were eavesdropping. It felt it felt organic. It felt like it, it felt like the promo she needed to cut from the beginning, telling her dad, "You still want to be the nature boy, you know? You're you're still you're doing this. You're saying you're here for the women, but you're doing this on my time. This is my time, you know. It's all true, and you could see the emotion in her eyes. I think this was coming from a real place. That I mean, if if it's not, they got me." And she did an excellent job of acting. But I've watched many, many, many Charlotte promos, as you have. And I've never felt anything, really, until this one. Uh, maybe the the whole, if you remember this, this was really bad. Uh, when Paige brought up Reed's death, mm, uh, yeah. that was bad. Yeah. Um, that, that may have angered a lot of people. <clears throat> but this one was different. It, it was exactly what Charlotte needed to tell her dad. In a way that felt like it was a fan speaking through Charlotte to say, just go away, right? We, Rick, we love you. You're the nature boy. But this is Charlotte's time. Charlotte made it very clear. I love the emotion in this, uh, telling her dad to just go home. I, I'm with her on that. I'm a Ric Flair fan, but it's 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 Charlotte's time now. It was exactly what she needed. I was such a big fan of this promo. Right there with you. And um, like as we talked about last week on our Lost Files, I wasn't really a fan of the whole storyline with Lacey being involved going into it. Um, Just wasn't for me. It just wasn't. It was just kind of weird. Like I I understood what they were trying to do and and the sympathy they were trying to generate, but it just kind of felt like it felt just forced in a weird way and just something that it just wasn't – it just – wasn't playing out right or just something about it just wasn't just sitting well with me with me but this week i think it was just like the perfect little bow on it to be honest with you because obviously they have to wrap it up with Lacey being pregnant and everything and i think this was just beautifully done i think every like you said everything that charlotte said was believable it 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 actually made you feel like this is actually something that she feels and it's coming truly from her and not something that was written for her um and i and like you said i just think it's time it rick is is you know, he he doesn't need to be involved on a week-to-week basis unless it's something substantial and that uh, has, like, a, a, a actual focal point, a beginning, middle, and an end. Um, not saying he shouldn't be on TV or anything at all, but just he, he doesn't need to be right now. And it is Charlotte's time. And now that that's over with, I it, we kind of got the little seed planted 
for um, Asuka and like the dissension between her and Asuka. So I think now it was it was time to wrap that up, and they did a wonderful job with it. And it's it's time to focus, like actually focus on Charlotte right now. Um, and because I think what inevitably is going to be her and Asuka at WrestleMania. So I think it's just time to now shift focus on that. And, and not for nothing, I think it was good that we finally like had an end point to something and had like an ending to a story like they they could have just very well or very easily have just forgotten about it with you know Lacey being pregnant and everything they could have just had it that one week and then just not had Rick come back so I appreciate them actually closing this story and they they did it in a great way and I'm just happy to see what what ends up playing out and to see what direction they take Charlotte and now going forward because I think we all would assume that she would be the the heel in the storyline against her and Asuka, but I don't know. It, and I'm curious to see what direction they really go with now and if the focus is going to be on her winning or if it's going to have Asuka retaining this year or how it's going to play out at Mania. That is true. I mean, I do appreciate WWE too for putting a, a, a closed door on this, but let's hope it's actually a closed door and not just a setup for something else to happen where Lacey Evans really wasn't pregnant. She lied and, it, oh, it's leading to, you know, a Lacey Evans and Charlotte match at Fastlane. I mean, I could see this also going the other way where it's not really the finale of this, but rather a, a, a really a, a way to get to Charlotte versus Lacey Evans at Fastlane. But let's all hope that that truly was the, that's a perfect way to end this whole thing. Charlotte telling her dad, go home. It's, this is my time. It's exactly what it, and it's true. That's what's great. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think ultimately with, with the whole women's division too, on raw anyway, Oscar being hidden as raw women's champion has been really weird. I mean, I, again, on our lost files, as you said, it, it, it was discussed about how the fact that, you know, look, Asuka, who is an amazing talent, is all but forgotten as Raw Women's Champion. She doesn't feel important. She hasn't defended the title in months. Uh, it's it's a very strange thing when you have a top talent with the women's top belt, one of them, on a show that is the flagship show with very little recognition. Yet it's all about the the they're helping women. They're helping you know women get more airtime, and yet they don't even focus on the champion. It's it's very. Um, it's very in contrast to what they tell us and then what they show us over the last three months anyway. It's it's weird. Uh, but like, you know, you said, maybe it's Charlotte that is the babyface and Asuka turns heel. You know, Asuka is the one that uh, got angry at Charlotte this past week for an accidental boot to her face and shoved her off. And maybe Asuka is going to be the one that's going to try to turn heel. I, I mean, do I think Asuka is a natural or I'm sorry, Charlotte's a natural heel? Yes, I've said that. But maybe they try this, and Asuka can Asuka can play both. I think Asuka does good both. I think she's equally good at both, and maybe that's because she doesn't speak a whole lot of English to make me convinced one way or the other. Um, but I, I'm fine with if they want to try it. That's cool. I'm fine with them doing that. Um, I'm sure they'll pull on the last time that they met at WrestleMania, and the fact that Charlotte took the belt from Asuka just weeks before WrestleMania on the SmackDown end to just mm-hmm. be inserted into the main event of WrestleMania 35 which is still one of the most angering moments to me yeah. over the last five years. Like, what the hell is going on? I remember how angry I was watching oh, that, so gosh. hopefully they bring that up. Yeah, and I think you make an interesting point, too, with, with Asuka being a heel. I, we and we haven't actually seen it, I, correct me if I'm wrong, on the main roster, or if we have, it, it's been quite some time. I don't, that, that heel version of Asuka, we may have it, I'm just not recalling, but I just, 
I feel like you could really just to freshen her up because the focus hasn't been on her. And I feel like you can kind of use that to her advantage as well. And maybe even as, as go as far as like getting an interpreter for her and just, I don't know, just like really just having that heel and that, that just that, that side of Oscar that is kind of missing right now. Or, and we haven't really seen since her NXT days, just that, that just dominant side. So Anything to really like freshen her up, or just at least have like a, a solid focus for her, whether whether it's a heel or babyface. Um, I just, I, pardon me, I don't have a good feeling going into WrestleMania though. I think if it is going to end up being her and Charlotte, uh, part of me is kind of nervous that it's going to be another repeat and, and Charlotte's going to be victorious there. But I don't know. We're, that that's we're way off um, there, but or have plenty of time there. But I just, I don't know. I. I'm kind of I'm kind of concerned for Oscar, and I just hope that at least now with, like I said, with the whole hopefully with the whole Ric Flair part and Lacey Evans part of it being hopefully in the past, we can now put the focus on Charlotte and Oscar and give the proper attention where it belongs. So we'll see. No, that's right. I mean, I just want to get serious. I mean, I'm tired of these storylines that uh, Vince McMahon just needs a scandal because there's, you know, he wants a scandal. I, I, I don't know what the the obsessive need is for that. There's always got to be something kind of just edgy going on, just for the sake of making sure they fill that requirement of the show. I'm fine with them just getting effing serious because it's WrestleMania season. I don't need this nonsense going on. And um, yeah, so okay. But on the women's side of the SmackDown end of things, we get Bianca Belair. Finally choosing the ultimate or the um, really very predictable outcome of Sasha Banks. Again, Sasha Banks this week showing her arrogance, saying she's number one, uh, you know, saying that uh, that Bianca's number two and her laugh is just so obnoxious. I And, and I listen very closely. I listen very closely to hear, well, how are they casting Sasha Banks right now? And it's still cheers. So it's, it's not mm-hmm. booze. So they're still putting in cheers, although, not, I mean, not. You're not deafening ones, but they are there. It's kind of a mild to to a positive reaction that they're implanting into her her uh, quote crowd reaction. So I, I, I if they are truly going for babyface versus babyface here, I I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe the, it, it has to be a heel turn. How can you see any other way for this? Or are they truly going to go babyface versus babyface at WrestleMania here with Bianca and Sasha? It's just so bizarre to me. Like, I just, the whole, I was not a fan of the whole reveal on on SmackDown this week at all. I just, it was just so, just so, and I hate to, I hate to say it, but it was just so scripted. Like, it just, it just really felt like I say my part, you say your part, like, we'll both, and like, I think the thing that really bothered me the most was the whole closing shot of like Bianca pointing to the sign and then Sasha holding out the title. And then like, we just so happen to get that perfect shot of them, like with the fireworks and everything. And it's just like, I, I mean, obviously like she was, she was out there to make her announcement. So we knew like she was going to say, you know, make her decision, but the shot and just like, why would Sasha, I don't know. Like why I just, why would she care about holding her title and just like posing? Like, it's just the whole thing. It just, I don't know. Maybe I, it bothers me more than it should the whole pointing and just like the whole predictability of, of everything that ha- and how it played out on Friday. But it just, it just didn't seem natural to me. Like Sasha seemed just completely just heelish and, and that, and that's fine. Like that's what she should be. Like everything that she said had like a, a sass to it and just like everything that she said just screamed cockiness and like, she's the boss and, and she is, and she should be, but they're not, 
it's like Roman Reigns all, all that time. Like he's meant to be a heel. Sasha is meant to be a heel. Like she let us hate her and let us love Bianca. Like right now they had they're setting her up perfectly to to be that baby face to go against Sasha. And you, they, I just don't know why that they don't want to fully pull the trigger. And maybe they will end up doing it. Maybe this is just the beginning parts of it because obviously we do have a lot of time between now and Mania, but. I think they need to, within the next week or so, if they are going to have a, a heel in one side of this, which it, it should be Sasha, unless they completely do a 180 on Bianca, um, I think they need to pull the heel trigger on Sasha so we can actually get a good story out of this and have Sasha just being like, you know what, yeah, I am the you know B-E-S-T of WWE or whatever she wants to call herself to, to mock um what Bianca is saying and, and have that sad, that sassiness come out, but let it be believable and let us hate her for it, not feel ambivalent going into it because it's just like, especially if we're going to have fans there, let us know, all right, we need to go in there and we need to hate Sasha, you know, and we need to love Bianca because the last thing he wants for all of us to finally be able to go back there and then have like a divided crowd or someone or a, a so-so reaction to where like it's just kind of like you're just happy to be there type of thing but like you're not really invested as as you should be because you don't truly know who to hate and who to love so i don't know like maybe i'm i'm being too hard on it right now but just the whole layout and the whole like the whole presentation of it on on friday was just not it was just not it and it bothers me too i guess because they don't you don't see Edge and Roman Reigns out there just like smiling and just being like happy to be there type thing and just like yeah like and and from Bianca's side just like yes you know Sasha I I'm, I choose you and I'm gonna show you on the BESC like just hating like every catchphrase it was just I don't know like I'm happy <laughs> don't get me wrong I'm happy that's the match and it's gonna be a stellar match and I think like it, it's just gonna play out very well once we're at Mania but. It's just like for me, like with the whole Sasha and Bailey thing, like it didn't need to be this complicated. Just have Sasha be, I guess in this situation, Sasha be the heel and Bianca be the baby face and just let us let it play out that way. It, it doesn't have to be that hard. I don't, I don't this, get it. This, this segment, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I had that in my note. I just forgot to say about the fact that, yeah, she pointed to the sign. I mean, we had an edge point to the sign at uh, Elimination Chamber after he speared Roman Reigns and the fireworks went off. We had, obviously, the Royal Rumble winner do it every year. Uh, it is just this corporate requirement that you do it just to get the shot. I think not only is it, I, I can't stand when they point to WrestleMania sign for any reason at all ever, um, is that how long she did it, right? Like, it wasn't just even a second right, or they right. glanced. It was several minutes or like a cocky, like a yeah. real quick point, and like I'm in your face talking trash. It was just like I'm pointing so I can pose and let you. And Sasha's holding the title. It was just the shot. I think is the shot is just what really did it for me. It's like they should be. <laughs> yeah. They shouldn't be worried about that. They it, should be like when be in each other's face. <laughs> it was almost like community theater where they they have the director go. Okay, everybody freeze. Okay, no, and they they have them stop, and then he comes out and he goes. Okay, you to the left a little, you to the right. Like it's almost like a photographer maybe was even right. setting them up. Like okay, Sasha can. Can you move your can you move your shoulder back just a little bit more? Like it, it was almost that that bad. 
it, everyone had to be just so everybody had to be it, like the fireworks going off. It, it's I can't stand that part of their production that they do for the sacrifice of actual believability in the story that they don't give a damn about. Right. Like they clearly don't care that this is not believable just to get that nice shot that goes on WWE's website or goes okay. uh, in, in a nice video package. I don't care about any of that. But they do. They put production over believability on a regular basis every week. Not with everything, but this is one of those egregious things. You know, honestly, two things. One, I would, I would, uh, if I, if I could, I would put a shock collar on Michael Cole every time he says "boss time." Right? Like, I, I would be sitting at home. If someone can do this, I will pay you. I will sit at home with a shock collar, and every time he says "boss time," I'll give him. Like, I, I just got to give him that. That just, oh yeah. I said boss time. Oh, that's right. Like, like I, I can't stand it. It's like, it's like when he said big dog incessantly with oh Roman Reigns. Gosh, yeah. It's kind of like that. Uh, I don't know what it is, why that annoys me every time. Uh, and also, I would ban the WrestleMania sign between January and maybe the week before WrestleMania, right? Like, I would, I would not even have it in the arena, personally. I mean, like, I can't – I just don't know why they need to use it for everything. Get it in every shot. We know WrestleMania is coming up, but I digress. So, uh, honestly, though, this match at WrestleMania, I think quality-wise is going to be just fine. I, I have no mm-hmm. problem yeah. about this match. I think it's going to be very well put together. They're both very athletic women. We all know the strength of Bianca, and she should be the baby face. I think she's done a nice job of being at least somewhat likable over the last several weeks. Um, she is certainly more likable than, than uh, Sasha Banks has been really for several months. I mean, I've never, I haven't been a believer in the Sasha Banks babyface character for several months now. And I don't know what they're thinking if this is truly a babyface, babyface position. I, I, it's, it's idiotic to me. But, uh, yeah, they have a lot of more – they have more, many more weeks to go. Uh, how many more weeks we got? Like five – Five yeah, I think weeks. About five weeks. Yeah. Five weeks out. So they do have some TV time to to go and to fill up here. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. That totally took me out of the moment. Um, the, the fireworks going off. Everyone positioned just so. It's I can't stand it. It's uh, it's WWE production at its best at the sacrifice of believability. And that's 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 really all it is. So, okay. Uh, I do want to move on here to a little more SmackDown stuff here. Uh, Cesaro and Seth Rollins. We have Seth Rollins, who continues to feel kind of weird to me. I know he's back, but he's got his old entrance music, but his new gimmick. It's bizarre. Um, he has no followers, so he, he's not the Messiah anymore. He's just telling people to embrace the vision. He's kind of this hybrid version of himself, all versions kind of wrapped into one. I'm surprised, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of bleaches that one streak of his hair blonde <laughs> next week. I mean, just why not include everything? I mean, yeah. just do it all. Uh, I don't know. It's very weird to me. I don't. I don't know where Seth Rollins is at. I don't mind embrace the vision. I think that's a nice catchphrase. Um, it's about all that's different from him since he came back, and he still has no disciples, no followers, no anything. Cesaro comes out to it, you know, get his revenge for what happened a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Seth Rollins stops him in his tracks, basically tells him to join him, and uh, Cesaro denies it and then swings him around 21 times to a uh, dizzying Seth Rollins. Um, I, I, I don't have any problem again, from an in-ring standpoint with these two, you know, you're going to get a class a match. It's, I thought it was Cesaro's time at the chamber. I was sadly disappointed. It was not. Uh, now we're getting Seth and Cesaro and I, I have no problem with this. It just feels like, I don't know. Does Seth feel a little lost to you? Like what, what is Seth to you right now? 
Yeah, you know, honestly, I feel like he could have sat out for another. Honestly, he he could have maybe sat out until after Mania, and and really gave himself like a, a good rest, his character a good rest, and then come back with like a focus going in and have like a, a set idea to go into SummerSlam. Um, <clears throat> it's just yeah, like I think what you said there, it is it is interesting. Like he is like a little bit of a hybrid of of all of his his past versions of of Seth Rollins. Um, and it it is kind of interesting. Like I. I kind of like him a little bit more now and than his Messiah version, as weird as it is. Or maybe I'm just a little bit more intrigued just because I really don't know where he is actually going. And it is that, I think that's kind of what is, is interesting to me, just like the unknown with him right now, just trying to just see how it plays out. And the fact that it's clear that Cesaro is the good guy, at least that Seth is, is still the heel, I think it's just it's going to be a good story going into it because Seth regardless he he's good on the mic he he could make something believable and he's good at laying out like the idea and he's he's good at cutting a promo so it's it's gonna be I think that's gonna be very beneficial for Cesaro um and and that that'll be something that'll definitely help kind of just give Cesaro that that kind of comfort as well and maybe have like help him just continue to break out of his shell promo wise and just build up that that confidence and just that that momentum going into wrestlemania and because they have like a long story past and they've known each other for a long time so i'm sure they're pretty comfortable with each other at this point so i'm just i'm excited to see how this plays out and i'm just happy that even though like you said it didn't play out for cesaro at the chamber hopefully this builds to a match at wrestlemania that cesaro ends up winning and then hopefully he can maybe move on to be a credible challenger for roman reigns going into the summer. I hope so. You know, and I, I was a big proponent of Cesaro maybe men eventing WrestleMania. I know that those dreams are all but dead or at least on life support at this point. Um, it's just not going to happen. You have Edge Roman Reigns, and I don't see any way in which Cesaro can get himself in there. So, uh, yeah, perhaps it is after WrestleMania, and that's what makes it so intriguing to me that Roman retains at WrestleMania because there's a lot of, I think, better matchups for Roman that haven't happened yet. Then Edge versus, I don't know, probably Roman. He's going to probably, if he drops it, you'd have a rematch uh, with Roman and Edge. And then then who? I mean, if he's on SmackDown, you have you do have Seth Rollins. I mean, it's not a very, very long list that Edge has to work with. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I I don't know. I think this is certainly a, a program that I'm interested in because, like you said, with Seth Rollins, I see why you're interested in it more than the Messiah gimmick. I think the problem with the Messiah gimmick was that Seth Rollins didn't have any any, any disciples. I mean, he had Murphy for kind of here and there and up and down. He's there. He's not there. He had AOP, which I was super excited about when it happened. It felt awesome. Yeah. It was. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be so sick. And then AOP gets injured. They go away. Then they get fired. And then, you know, Seth Rollins gets injured. It's It never seemed to ever really, really catch on fire. So it's I think he's also a victim of circumstance rather than actually the gimmicks just being terrible. Is that you can't have a – you can't really be a messiah with no disciples. Like King Corbin, right. you can't really be a king with no with no followers, right, with no subjects, with whatever. Like it just doesn't work. And uh, so Seth Rollins being alone right now, I'm, if he's dropping the messiah thing, that's fine. He's just embracing the vision. Whatever that is, um, and then Cesaro is 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 fine. Cesaro has felt. I will say this: 
he feels more relaxed than he ever has ever. And he hasn't got a ton of mic time. He, uh, he doesn't have a real, quote, gimmick, but maybe that's just it. His gimmick is he doesn't have one. And he's just this dude that is ultra strong. Uh, he's been humble. He's been the, the a workhorse over the last many years. He's been misbooked, mistreated in the eyes of many fans. And he has. I think he has a respect level that is through the roof with most fans, most wrestlers even, of uh, you know, how long he's been there and, and uh, his consistency and everything. So there is something to be said for Cesaro being potentially in the title picture post-Mania because I think Mania is set in stone at this point with the title. I just, now that I think about it, I I really kind of hoping Roman retains. I know we're five weeks out now. Many things can change. But there's just something about Roman retaining that's more fun than Edge having his redemption story. So I don't know. Yeah, and I think really quick to touch on that, I think it's it's interesting because – in my opinion, the with Roman was so intriguing is to me the focus um, for the first time in, in quite some time that I can remember. It's the focus is kind of on what happens after Mania, and and it's I feel like not that WrestleMania is in the way, but I feel like with this story, it's kind of set up perfectly for him to retain. I feel like it's going to be a good story going into it. And I feel like it, they're going to have a great match, and Roman should retain and, and hopefully will, as much as it pains me to say it, because like you, I love Edge. But I think for both of them, the intrigue with, with both of their characters is what happens after that, like with Edge, like because we're, fin- we're finally out of the Randy Orton part of it. We're going to get through the whole Mania run, and, and like I said, I, as much as it pains me to say I don't see him winning, um, I do see him maybe being a champion at some point in, in this run. Um, or in this comeback, but I don't see it being right now. Um, but to me, it, it's more intriguing what happens after WrestleMania for both of them, who Edge ends up feuding with, because I would love to see just the match that him and Seth Rollins could have and, and, and just countless others. So I think it's going to be fun to see where he ends up and who he ends up feuding with and just like the, the routes that they can go. And the same thing with Roman. I feel like this is just the beginning for Roman. I, I just... I really want to see the stories that they can come up with with this version of Roman going forward and just keeping him as the dominant champion because they finally have a character now that that feels like he is a star and he is the main focus point on the show that he's on. So it's just fun to actually have like that dynamic back. It's, again, the fact that we have a guy that is so hot as a heel, it, it seriously feels like it's been many, many years, outside of Randy Orton, of course, over the summer. When you have somebody like this that is so damn good in their role, that is believable, that you have genuine heat, and not heat that is, oh, he's such a cool heel, you know, and, and kind of ironically cheer him because he's doing such a great job, which is what a lot of wrestlers would say the fans would do. I would say that if you're getting cheered and you're a heel, that you're not doing your job. That you don't you you're not you're not really trying to be hated. You're trying to be kind of that cool heel that eventually turns babyface. So I think the the art of being a real heel has been lost over the years. And when we see one come across, it's it's intriguing. It it, it makes you want crazy decisions like Roman Reigns retaining against Edge at WrestleMania. If you had told me that like six months ago, I would have been like, "Are you out of your mind?" Before Roman was heel. Right. I would have I would have said not a chance edge that would be so cool and as cool as that is it speaks volumes for us to defend Roman Reigns a guy that I was we were all were tired of seeing as champion want to see him 
defend it and beat Edge at WrestleMania. It's insane to say that, but that is how far Roman has come as a heel. That's how good he is. And what Vince has been missing out on over six years is this version of Roman that I we all knew as fans were there, which is why we all booed the babyface for six years. And Vince stubbornly just said, nope, we're plowing ahead, we're plowing ahead in the hard-headed war of attrition that he likes to wage on fans every now and then. You could see clearly that it was the wrong decision by Vince. Now, you could say, well, maybe the timing wouldn't have worked out. There was a lot of great instances where Roman would have turned heel, and I think it would have been awesome. What if he had got up on the ropes in Philadelphia and flipped off the crowd? Right? Like, there, yeah. Think about all these times when he could have immediately turned heel and just relaxed. And Anyway, that's a whole other podcast. I, I just think that it's, it's worth Roman retaining here at WrestleMania. It is that good that he's that uh, that good of a, a job he's done WWE has done creative everybody top to bottom uh, so now again I won't hate it if Edge wins because it'll be a cool nostalgic moment and oh the feel good story oh, okay he comes back from injury he does it his way he gets the title back that he never lost all this it's a wonderful little nice story but I think it's to me more intriguing to have Roman retain and then it's like well where does Edge go from here does he freak mm-hmm. out Yeah, I think we ultimately may see and let me let me get your opinion on this could you see Edge turning heel? I'm not sure if I asked you that last time. If I did, I guess repeat it. But do you see Edge in this run that he's on, which I, I would assume is a couple of years here and there? Do we ever see that ultimate opportunist, that heel Edge in the in the couple of years that he's here, assumingly? Yeah, that that's interesting. Um, I think we do at some point, but not right now. I think... We're still too fresh off of his return, and there's still too too many opponents and too much potential and too much left to still pull out of this this babyface return and like this feel good moment. Um, so I, I definitely think we will, but maybe like a year or so from now, depending on like you said, like how long he actually is gonna be around. If it is for another what two years, maybe three years. Um, and of course, hopefully, like everything health wise stays. You know, if everything perfectly works out like as it should, then absolutely, I think. Maybe like a year into it, but yeah, that that would be really intriguing as well to see that that side of Edge because he can't go full rated R route as he did the first time um, for multiple reasons. So it'd be I would love to see like a twenty twenty two version of of Edge, like what that would look like and, and who he would end up fighting with. But I think now, we, especially with Christian coming back, like there's there's too much right now that we can still get get out of Edge and, and possibly like the Edge and Christian tag team route and stuff like that. But I would definitely be here for it, and I I could definitely see that that being a possibility. I, yeah, I would actually love to uh to, to see it because I think Edge is is heel. I was almost more entertaining than him as a babyface. I mean, he was so good and as a heel. And with the maturity he has yeah. now and the growth as a human, you know, like the knowledge he has, like, mm. oh, yeah. The promos he could cut on the fans. Yeah. I think it's yeah. – once we get past this this love fest with Edge returning, whether he captures the championship at WrestleMania or not, it, I think we can't have Edge call it a career until we see that version of him again. Now, you said it is PG environment. We do have – you can't do a rated R superstar in a PG environment. This certainly, he's going to have to tone back some things. But there is a way. I mean, he's not going to have a live sex show with Lita, okay, on Monday Night Raw. Like, it's it's not going to be a thing that they do. But they they can do – they can do some th- certain things that, and push the boundaries of PG. WWE has seemingly – 
redefined what PG is at times uh, with, with their language or with situations and things. So there are there are there are ways that they can get around it. And I would love to see a heel edge. It, it would be a disservice to not see that version of him as well. Uh, maybe even in maybe in, maybe this year, maybe, you know, summertime late, late next year or a year from now, as you said, at, when fans are back in an arena, assumingly, hopefully we can all, you know, kind of say our prayers that uh, fan, fans are back in an arena on a regular basis, uh, maybe come the fall or maybe early next year. Who knows? But OK, uh, I do want to move on quickly to just a couple other things here. Um, let's see here. Apollo Cruz this past week. We learn more about this dude in five minutes than we've learned about him in five years. Uh, Again, he mentioned last week that he has Nigerian Nigerian royalty in his family, uh, that he talked about his grandfather, how he would he ruled with fear and, you know, all of these things. I think it was easily his best promo to date. Now, that's not saying much considering Apollo Crews doesn't get a lot of mic time. But I liked how he brought up that, you know, I show people respect and I don't get anything back uh, and that you don't know anything about me. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Apollo, we know nothing about you. I mentioned this with you and I'll say it again. We, we knew two things. He smiles big and he's athletic. I mean, that, like those are the two qualities we knew about Apollo Cruz. So the fact he brought that up that basically, excuse me, we don't know anything about him. That's so true. And it's frustrating as a fan, if you're an Apollo Crews fan, that there's more to him. Well, we finally got something this week. He's officially a heel. I love it. I love what he's doing here. Uh, what did you think this past week with his promo? Again, excuse me, right there with you again. I was hoping we were going to be able to touch on him because I loved everything about his incarnation of this version of Apollo Crews this week. I just loved his new gear his look, he just, he looked like a big deal. Like he looked like when he came out, I was like, okay, well, I, I kind of wish they wouldn't have gave us that, that tease of him in the back, like right before they went to commercial break. I wish we could have got like that first, like initial shock of his new, I mean, not that it was that big of a change, but I, I really liked the gear. Like, I feel like it, it really makes him look like a big deal. And I loved his promo. Like you said, we, we learned more about him this week than we have in however many years he's been on the main roster. Um, and, and, and like you said, like, I loved what that, that point that he made of, we don't know him. And cause he's, that's right. Like he, we don't know him. So the point and the fact that he's able to use that and kind of twist it in that heel route and and go off of what his his background and his roots I, I I love that like I'm I'm so intrigued and so interested to see how this plays out and like now like I'm I feel like this is like a whole different feud now with him and, and Big E this is like a whole different version of Apollo Cruz and I'm I'm just I'm here for it and I, I like that he has and he, they've stuck with his his first and last name and that appears to be uh, sticking because Cruz is on his new gear like the name Cruz so hopefully that that sticks around and that doesn't change but I the only other thing I would I would like to see kind of tweaked is his music now that he's actually like a, an actual heel I hope they continue to embrace that and let him just just change that as well um, unless they did it this week and I missed that but. Um, I'm pretty sure he's, he still has his old music, but that's the only other thing that I would kind of like tweaked. But I just feel like this is just the beginning of his story. And, and like like we had talked about last week, I don't, I was never really like intrigued on him. Nothing against him, like on, on the roster. He was just like, he was a good wrestler and everything, but I just wasn't, there was just, I didn't have any type of emotion really for him. But now I'm I'm invested. 
Yeah, and it was a good match with him and Shinsuke. Exactly. By the way, it was a really yep. good match. It was very good, and the fact that he beat Shinsuke Nakamura, I mean, it had to be done. We all kind of knew that, but it's weird to say that Apollo Crews beat Shinsuke Nakamura. I know. Based on where I we know. all thought. Even Shinsuke, like a month or so ago, was seemingly being elevated. And I'm like, okay, cool, we can get on board with this. And he, he was in the gauntlet match to face Roman Reigns at the pay-per-view, I remember, a couple months back. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, cool. And to think that Apollo Crews beats him here, it's a it's a massive step here for Apollo. And like you said with the music... That is kind of a WWE thing where they the, the music follows after the heel turn more often than not. I mean, I think it happened with uh, I think it even happened with Seth Rollins. Uh, it happened with who most recently turned heel? Um, not not Roman Reigns. His music is still the same. It, it has been it has been a thing for WWE over the last really couple of years where somebody turns heel and they don't have music right. Oh, Bailey, I think Bailey was Bailey, one. Yeah. Um, Sasha Banks was another one. They didn't quite do it right away. They waited for whatever reason. Maybe they don't have it in place. They're kind of working the kinks out, whatever. They don't. They haven't got time or whatever. But I would anticipate new music for sure. I don't need his same music. It does feel like a totally new person. This doesn't feel like Apollo Crews that we knew for many, many years is just this guy that puts on a good match. He smiles big, and uh, he goes to the back, and we'll see you next week. I mean, he actually has a personality. I am really, really big on what they're, they're doing here. Hopefully they have big plans for him, maybe in the IC title picture. Who knows? Uh, but, uh, yeah, I love everything about what they're, they're doing here. And uh, his Nigerian royalty that he, they're bringing up in his family is, is really cool, too. I mean, that's that that's really original. I, I don't remember anybody bringing up Nigerian royalty ever as a gimmick in wrestling and, and watching nearly 30 years. So that's really cool. Um, a couple things left. Orton throws up this black liquid this week. I don't know if it's blood. I'm not really sure. I, I, I guess it's just kind of just black slime. I don't know what it was during his interview. But again, where do you think this is going? I mean, we all, I mean, we all know where it's going. I think WrestleMania, Randy Orton versus the fiend in, I guess the match, what's the match? <laughs> like, what is the match? You have any idea, Ashley? Right. Like what, what the hell no. could the stipulation be? No idea. <laughs> was not expecting that, that black, yeah whatever <laughs> to come out and it was it was funny seeing uh papa shango trend on twitter right afterwards oh, right, right. um <laughs> good good flashback there but um yeah i don't again i i probably i don't i don't i may be in the minority um can't really judge on this but i don't, I don't really know if the majority of people are, are still into this or or what that's the only thing i kind of miss about well not the only thing but one of the main things i miss about not having like fans is just sometimes i, I really like I I enjoy the reaction and just hearing like and just knowing like if if I'm in the majority or the minority on certain storylines and stuff. But I think I'm, I may be in the minority with this one. But I'm still I'm still kind of like I'm still in, engaged in it. Um, I think Alexa's doing great work for for what it is. It's not I'm not blown away by it. It's not my favorite fiend storyline or anything like that. But I think it's it's interesting and I'm still give them kudos for keeping the fiend off of TV for as long as they have now and actually selling something, you know, is you would, you would think it'd be a, a no brainer that if someone is, is burned alive, that they would be right off of TV for a while. But with WWE, like crazy things happen and he could have been back next week, but I'm, I give them kudos again here for 
sticking with that and allowing that to kind of simmer and build and that anticipation for the theme coming back. Like, what is it going to look like? Is it going to be the same version? Is it going to look different? Like, is it going to be completely different or just like little tweaks or, or what have you? So, and like, and like you said, like what they end up doing at WrestleMania and what that match ends up looking like, because they can't just have like a regular one-on-one singles match. Right, like he's been burned alive. They've had Firefly, um, or what was what was the the match that they had originally in the past that before the Fiend character when when Randy burned down his house. Oh, uh, was, was that a match where he just ended up he just found the Fiend, the House of Horrors, or he just found Bray? Was it the, I well? Was they had a House of Horrors match, and I think it was okay, the, he burned was, the house yeah. down after the House of Horrors. I think, yeah, yeah. But so like, but they, but that that kind of just plays into it. They they probably like the most like the bizarre matches in the past and they've had like a, a, a crazy range of just anything that you can really like come up with. So it's like, how do you officially blow this feud off and, and end this feud? And, and how do you do that at this point with, if you're going to have Randy win, for instance, like how does he, what does a victory look like at this point? Because you would think that victory would be like in a, like as, as twisted as it is to say this, but like you would think like, his victory would be when he set the fiend on fire, right? And, and burned him alive. But obviously they're continuing it. So what does a victory look like? And, and how do they finish this is what I'm, I'm, I think I'm most intrigued by at this point. And that's the problem with this character that you and I have talked about and many fans have talked about is that WWE's booked themselves into a corner with a, a, with a character that is just so off the wall. That, I mean, look, I think he's intriguing. The fiend not being on uh, television for like two and a half months is I would have never predicted that uh, and credit to them or, or really maybe just they, they are also just uh, it, they didn't do it by design. It's just kind of one of those things that like, well, what else do we have for Randy at WrestleMania? I uh, don't have anything. So we're going to stretch this out to, to, uh, to WrestleMania and just keep Ray off TV for two months to kill time. I mean, maybe, maybe it was by design. Maybe it wasn't, but regardless, Bray Wyatt not being on TV for this long is, is really insane. Um, and, and at the same time, also credit that they've been able to keep us somewhat engaged for this long with no showing from the, from the Fiend. But again, when you have a character that is just so insanely powerful and, and even letting him on fire doesn't do the trick and he's still, out, still around and makes a comeback, again, what, like, I'll say this, like, where do you go? You've gone to the absolute extreme outside of bringing guns into the ring. I mean, seriously, like, like the next step is weapons, like legitimate deadly weapons. Like that is the next, that's how far they've gone. So I just don't know what they're going to do. We're all, I think what we're going to have to do is just all pretend that uh, fire isn't as devastating as an RKO. I mean, we're all just right. going to have to accept that fact that an RKO is, is greater than in, in, in math terms, I'm doing the greater than symbol fire. I mean, like that is what it, the, the new science is because they're going to have to go backwards and pretend to make us forget that fire is, is not a deadly, uh, deadly weapon. So, uh, yeah, this, this is going to be interesting. I don't know what match you would think. It can't be one-on-one. There's gotta be some stipulation, uh, whatever that is, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those pre-produced matches and they don't have it in the ring. I don't know. Maybe. I, if there are fans there, I'm sure they won't be too happy. I just don't know what this is going to be. Um, we'll, so we'll have to speculate until we get that announcement, which should be in a week or two. You would think. I mean, <laughs> WrestleMania is coming fast. Tomorrow is March. So uh, certainly they would have to do it soon. Uh, Matt Riddle is U.S. champion. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely did not call that one either. <laughs> um, was not expecting him to to become champ. I 
did I assumed that the that Bobby Lash was going to be lo- um, losing the championship at Elimination Chamber, but I didn't think that it, that Riddle was going to win. But again, I guess I shouldn't be surprised with WWE. They it's just it's just it's funny. Like you can go be on this losing streak and just like just walk around with donuts in the back and just like ride <laughs> scooters to the like yeah. it's bronuts yes pardon me <laughs> but and, and just like and then just i don't know like you can go from being like matt riddle in nxt right and just this believable mm-hmm. tough character just like actual fighter and, and, th- and this the guy that has legit credibility to him and then you drop him down to the bronuts guy backstage and then he wins the u.s championship out of nowhere so it's just I don't know, man. <laughs> it's weird. Like I, again, like it's it's one of those things, and to me, it's amazing because you go from having the pretty much like the joke version of of Riddle in the back, but the second he gets in the ring and the match starts, it's like, man, like that's another one of those things that's frustrating for me. It's like this guy is so good, like he's so solid in the ring, and like everything he does looks and and just has credibility to it and just looks legit and it still blows my mind like the things that he can do barefoot like any any anyone that wrestles barefoot like umaga and all those guys in the past like just in a different level of respect for that because i'm a wuss like when it comes to like bare feet like i'm just i don't know like it, it just amazes me what they can do so i don't know like it's it doesn't give me hope that they're actually going to start taking him seriously now. But I guess it is a good sign that they do like him, I guess, and that they're not, I guess, making fun or laughing at him. Maybe they're they're trying to laugh. Like, maybe this is them laughing with him type of thing. But I don't know. I'm I'm happy they're at least doing something with him, I guess. And... I don't know. We'll we'll see, but I I've always been a fan of Riddle, and as much as it I I don't like the the joke version of Riddle, I guess I'm I'm just optimistic that that since he is a champion, that maybe this will be a, a sign for better things to come. Well, I will say this: I think that uh, I think Riddle. Uh, we say Matt Riddle on the show, whatever. Uh, we'll we'll keep the first name. So uh, right. Matt Riddle. I, I think was lucky that Keith Lee wasn't a part of that match because had Keith Lee yes, yes. been a part of that match, I think Good he point. would have been champion. They, WWE wanted a way to just get the belt off of Lashley because they knew where Lashley was going. So when you put a replacement in Morrison and you look at Morrison versus Riddle, they went with their better choice of Matt Riddle being United States champions. However, Matt Riddle would not be champion if Keith Lee was still in that match. So um, your prediction, I believe you even predicted I think that Keith Lee may have been the uh, the, the champion coming out of that, if, I'm, if yeah. I recall correctly. Yeah, so was, yeah, you mm-hmm. you you were right if that scenario had not play, had played out and Keith Lee had not been injured. Which I, I mean, I don't know what's going on with Keith Lee. I don't know if it's truly COVID or just really you know bad so luck. Weird. Every time he turn around, he's in a match and then gets pulled. Royal Rumble, triple threat for the champion. I mean, like. This guy well, cannot Mia Yim healthy. is back, or or reckoning, whatever her name is. Like she's back, so you would think if it's yeah. if it, it was COVID with him, like especially since they're you know they're living together, like she wouldn't be on TV, she wouldn't be back yet, unless they've been separated, which of course is you know like physically like separated, um, which you know could be a thing, but I don't know, like I don't I don't know, I don't know what it is, but every time you turn around, Keith Lee is just wait a minute, they they, they either don't acknowledge it. Or they just say he's out with injury, and you don't you don't right. see him, and you're like, what the hell? And then he comes back, and then he's gone for three more weeks. I don't know what's going on with him. I'm sure there's way more to the story that we're not privy to as fans. I'm sure it's not just COVID. I'm sure it's other things, maybe creative, personal, who knows. Uh, but 
the problem with Matt Riddle, like you said, amazing in the ring. This dude can go. I mean, I love his style. I love how physical he is. Um, there's no complaints whatsoever, whatsoever inside the ring. But I think the problem is that when Vince McMahon sees a guy that even has a just a, a, a rice grain amount of comedy in him, that he takes that and blows it up and thinks it's going to be the greatest thing ever. Like what he did with Otis. He destroyed Otis. I know yeah. that Otis has recently turned heel in the Alpha Academy for whatever that's worth with the Mysterios. Uh, so, but again, he takes that, look what he did with the Good Brothers, right? And they try to make them comedy acts and it was groan inducing. I mean, it was, it was bad, right? Like with, with them, mm-hmm. it, it was bad. Uh, so Vince McMahon has had a history of taking guys that have no business doing comedy and comedy's hard anyway. And then trying to make it, them a, a comedic relief, as you said, doing bronuts, giving people nicknames that were just childish, uh, all, all these things that to me were just super, super obnoxious and and just uh i actually I rolled my eyes it was hard to watch but when he gets to the ring i'm loving it so um i think that's also that's all vince mcmahon's fingerprints all over that so um he's an united states champion whatever i mean I, i'm just I, I feel neutral about it I, i'm just i mean i, I really feel neutral the guy's yeah. great in the ring but i hate his character so i'm like mm, okay at least we'll get good matches maybe he just won't talk Right. Maybe he'll learn sign right. language. Maybe just uh, ignore everything yeah. prior to the bell ring. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's just it. Like, seriously, text me when the bell rings. I'll, right. I'll turn on the show because that is that's the only way I'll be able to tolerate it. I don't hate it. It just is also it, it just it's, it's tough it's to just believe frustrating because he could be like not not necessarily the next Brock Lesnar, but like he had that background, like he yeah. had the, the credibility coming into it. And like, I just. I think, like, in the way, especially the way he left NXT, like, the, the story with him and Timothy Thatcher, just, like, seeing what he can do and, like, that, oh, oh, my gosh, the well, the, the pit, the, mm-hmm. uh, oh, my gosh, the name is escaping me right now, but, like, it was just a the solid match, and it's just, like, what was it? Was What'd it you say? a fight pit? Yeah, fight yeah, pit, yeah, so just that, like, just seeing how rugged and tough and, like, how physical he likes oh. to get, like, it's just... Man, like, not saying he has to be, a, like, Brock Lesnar serious, right? Like, he can have a personality, but I just feel like right now, like, you should be building him up and, like, just being, like, a serious, and again, not 100% serious all the time. He can have a personality, but, like, not be a complete joke backstage and, and to the point where Sunday was a complete shock because he's been diminished so much. Like, we didn't expect him to win because it, we didn't take him seriously type thing. Not that we don't believe that he could be champion, but like we didn't believe his character be, could be champion, if that makes sense. No, it does. And I think that WWE, you would think that they've, they've cleared Matt Riddle of any possible true um, issues going on with Candy Cartwright and the allegations that right, happened several right. months ago. That You would think that that they believe truly that that is behind them. Otherwise, this would this would, would make WWE look this, yeah yeah I mean and he did publicly admit about having an affair on his wife and all that which again I mean it's awful but at the same time I don't think there's a lot of guys in the back that could honestly say that they haven't done that in the wrestling world it's a very and that's not well-known. wrestling exclusive no like, that's no not, like... it's a professional sports exclusive yeah. again a lot of professions <laughs> even ones that aren't professional wrestlers or, or professional sports uh, men and women. Uh, just lend themselves to that kind of thing. Um, and I'll leave those professions to your imagination. We all kind of know what they are. But so, again, outside of that, which is bad in of itself, he's not the, you know, he's not the only guy that's done that, of course, in the business. But the Candy Cartwright stuff, which was more serious and the allegations and all that, apparently they believe that that is behind them. If you're going to put the belt on him, 
you would think that that's the case. So, um, yeah, I, I just feel neutral about it, and I shouldn't. I mean, I loved Bobby Lashley's champion. He's gone on to bigger and better things, and that's fine. So I'm worth that. I'm, I'm willing to take that sacrifice. But I think they had no plans of making Matt Riddle the United States champion until Keith Lee couldn't or wouldn't or whatever uh, be in that match. So uh, yeah, Matt Riddle is just a just kind of a benefactor of of circumstance with with that whole thing. So uh, Ashley, is there anything else? I know there's there's uh, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler. There's there's some other things that we didn't touch on, but uh, the floor is yours. Um, no, I think you know, like like you said, there are a few like other things that we didn't hit, but I think predominantly that that's it. Um, yeah, I just I can't think of anything major that that we missed. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, again, I know I'm not going to be talking about Lucha House Party, okay? Like, I know that many people are like, oh, you don't cover everything. I, I Number one, I can't uh, because right. the show will We'd be forever. We'd be here all yeah, night. Yeah, no. And uh, number two, I don't think most of our fans are interested in what Lucha House Party is doing right now. I mean, they, they were defeated by the Hurt Business this week, guys. So everyone can take a deep breath. I made you wait all the way to the end of the show to let you know that the Lucha House Party took a loss this week. Um, right. But, uh, Ashley, uh, before you go, I want to give you the opportunity, if you want, to uh, go ahead and share any any social media that you'd like. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Feel free to give me a follow on Twitter at A-S-H-M-A-N-N-S. Awesome. Well, guys, go ahead and do that. And, Ashley, I am so glad you were able to come back. Um, and, and I swear, if, if this show didn't record, because I, I, I did it. We, we, no, guys, listen, uh, we did a test before this show to make sure it worked and yes. it did and I've been recording it ever since so this conversation I swear better be posted it, it does look like everything's all systems go but uh, Ashley thank you so much for coming on um, anytime you're, you're welcome back so uh, we will be in, in touch I'm sure yes no thank you so much for having me yeah we'll have to catch back up soon absolutely have a good night Ashley you too take care alright bye bye <laughs> 